Welcome, everybody. I'm Chris Miller, author of the number one best-selling book, Ready for Pre-Tirement, Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future. I'm so honored to be the host of this show called Ready, Set, Retire. Do you lay awake at night wondering if you have enough money to pay the bills, let alone retire? In this show, your vision will be transformed, and I will show you how to have safe money and a fabulous future. I've counseled thousands of individuals, businesses, and families over the past 20-plus years, and I'm proud to say I've never lost $1 of my clients' money. I will share with you secrets I've learned over two decades that only the few rich know and have been around for centuries. Pre-tirement is a word that I've coined, and it really means plan retirement early so your money, your health, and peace of mind is there when you need it. Now, I've gathered together some amazing experts to share some awesome information, and today I'm so honored to have Dr. Michael Broder. He is a renowned psychologist, executive coach, best-selling author, and popular speaker. He is the acclaimed expert in cognitive behavioral therapy, and he specializes in high achievers and relationship issues. His work centers on bringing major change in the shortest time possible, and he's the author of Stage Climbing, The Shortest Path to Your Highest Potential, and conducts online seminars, talks, presentations to professional as well as lay audiences worldwide. I want to welcome you, Michael, and we're so glad to have you. Well, it's a joy to be with you, Chris. You have some amazing really great strategies that you'll be able to to share with a lot of people and I that's really what I wanted wanted you on here you've been on been on a lot of shows I mean you've even been on Oprah and the Today show and that's right you've been been on a big journey here so what was it really when you what is the stage climbing process that you really are known for or talk about well Stage climbing is a system that um, I've come to actually as uh, it's evolved over a period of uh, well over 30 years of private practice as a psychologist. Uh, But the system for getting you into the zone that I call your highest potential for any part of your life that you choose to work on, uh, the process Uh, teaches you how to identify where you're stuck and gives you the tools, strategies, action steps, and so forth, you know, to be in that zone and stay there. So with the stage climbing process, um, you can choose an area of your life that could could be better, where you could be feeling more fulfilled, you could be feeling more connected with your passion, where you could be uh, making uh, a greater contribution to the things uh, or the people you care about and learn some strategies to uh, uh, get you to where you're operating out of that zone. Right. You know, it seems like that's what happens. If, if people don't have all of those things put together, they may really start out the race running and then, you know, get some negative thought and then lose all their energy and, and deflate. 
And so how how is it that you can actually keep your momentum going like a race, you know, a race racer that you you know keep pace and you you know you don't get bombarded by all the negative. Well, you have to realize, uh, and 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 I think uh, I think that the the best uh, answer to that to that question, uh, the key there, is uh, to realize that we're all really works in progress. That our passions change, and that many people miss out on so much of their lives because. You know they kind of stay uh, stay in a rut, uh, and 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 that could take many 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 different uh, forms. Uh, you could stay in a rut because you're kind of afraid to leave your comfort zone. You could stay in a rut because you you uh, uh, think that by taking risks, you you know something terrible, something dire is going to happen, and you only have yourself to answer to your passion. So uh, no one nags at you. You don't get letters in the mail saying, uh, hey, uh, pay attention to me. I'm your passion. Okay? So a lot of people kind of uh, uh, forget about that and accept the fact that um, they're not passionate about their work and and, uh, nor will they be or when it comes to relationships. uh, Well, relationships don't stay the same as they were, uh, no relationship stays the same as it was at the beginning. Uh, but there are, there, there are ways to reconnect with that. And passion is really an ingredient that helps us to, uh, uh, to feel alive. And, and that's what amounts to our uniqueness. You know, if you, if you look around you, if you look around you at all the uh, marvels and wonders created by our, uh, uh, you know, our our our, our, our fellow uh, sharers of the planet, uh, they were all created by uh, by passion, by somebody's passion. Uh, you know, I'm sitting in a chair right now. Uh, there was someone who who had a passion uh, for coming up with a better way of sitting than sitting on the floor, you know, many, many years ago. And so a chair was invented. And virtually everything uh, that is uh, progress comes out of someone's passion. And we all have it. We all have that uniqueness, that gift, uh, something that we do better than anyone else, uh, uh, possibly even in the world. And our biggest duty to ourselves, I believe, is to find out what that is. And by the way, you know, your, your specialty is retirement. Uh, many, for many, many people, that is the time that they finally allow themselves uh, to open that channel. And sometimes uh, the results are astounding. You know, I, I, I really, I totally agree with you because I, you know, I really look at when you get 50, you're at halfway through, and that's when you can recreate yourself and start your second life and live your passion. And I really, really like the way that you put it about 
you know, it's not just your finances that you need to prepare for retirement, but getting your yourself in the right frame of mind for retirement. And you really know, and I like the shortest path, too. So what is so different about stage climbing and, and the shortest path to your highest potential? Well, okay, let's. Uh, let's start with a with a very uh, important premise, which is reaching your potential is a natural and organic event. That if we did not put blocks in the way, if we did not accumulate them throughout our lives, uh, we would, uh, uh, you know, our our potential is something within us that we would come to, we would recognize. And, and, uh, and, and by the way, I mean, it does change. It does change uh, uh, with years. Sometimes, right. you know, when you right. fulfill uh, a, a wish, a dream, a mission, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the mission changes, but right. it's all within that zone. What happens is that uh, we we acquire uh, certain blocks that are normal and typical for certain stages in our in our in our lives. That's where the word stage comes in, uh, because I, I address different uh, uh, eras of our lives or stages, and to the extent that we accumulate what I call hooks that keep you from organically moving to the next stage in an area of your life, they, can, they will stay there uh, forever until you learn how to address them and remove them. For example, for example um, uh, let's go to the first stage. Um, uh, infants are naturally, normally, and certainly uh, uh, for, for every good reason, very uh, dependent for for just about everything. But to the extent that we that we uh, retain uh, hooks to that stage in life, uh, chances are we're going to be very uh, uh, dependent and feel inadequate, as an infant does, uh, to uh, to take an initiative, to take initiative towards things. Right. And taking initiative is the, one of the hallmarks of success in virtually anything you're doing. Uh, by the same token, when, when we become toddlers, uh, the challenges are different. You know, we're, we're undisciplined. We're, we're basically uh, very uh, self-centered, egocentric, uh, and, and appropriately narcissistic. But to the extent that we retain hooks there, uh, those characteristics uh, of uh, being undisciplined, being, being uh, uh, narcissistic, being self-centered to the point that it interferes with relationships and uh, 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 career goals and, and so forth, uh, that will, will uh, uh, come into play. And, of course, there are certain there are strategies where you can both recognize and remove a hook and and by the way, this can be in any area of your life. You can be extremely independent in your career. Uh, you can you can be uh, uh, totally capable of uh, uh, being uh, self 
disciplined and taking initiative and so forth in your career. But when it comes to relationships, uh, those hooks kick in. And so it's very important to recognize that. And as a therapist, uh, that's what I've been doing for for many, many years. Uh, But what what I've done is uh, come up with a, a system that anyone can use where they can really do do it themselves. So they can analyze. That was kind of out of uh, uh, necessity because something that I I I've recognized and practically anyone who does uh, uh, psychotherapy can tell you that many people don't bring up some of the most difficult issues that they have in therapy because it's too uncomfortable even to bring up in therapy. Uh, So for someone in that situation, uh, you can learn those strategies to, uh, uh, to do it, to do it yourself. One of the reasons that, uh, uh, Deepak Chopra, Steve Covey, and, uh, a number of other luminaries at that level have, have endorsed the book as well as mental health professionals. I I actually teach the technique to uh, mental health professionals as well. Uh, and then uh, you're showing them how they can actually learn how to detect those hooks themselves. They can exactly how to recognize those hooks, and then uh, and then select a strategy uh, to uh, to to overcome them. Uh, for example, with uh, uh, with with dependency, I have been throughout my career many many times just been uh, flabbergasted when I could see how someone who was in a marriage where they were uh, pretty dependent and the marriage worked on that level and then the marriage uh, breaks up, usually not by uh, uh, the choice of the person I'm working with, and they feel as though, uh, well, I'm, I'm 50 or, or, or in some cases uh, even uh, uh, way older than that or younger than that, but uh, how can I possibly, how can I possibly start now uh, to do these things? You know, uh, they feel as though they just don't have the emotional muscle to right. uh, to take initiative. Right. Uh, but when you recognize just what the issue is, uh, you can learn how to do that. And I've seen people go from just thinking that their lives were over simply because they they uh, lost a relationship where they were very dependent to having their own businesses, to uh, uh, being in, in, in a position where a relationship they thought they couldn't live without, they, they, uh, they, they then wonder, how did I stay in it so long? Right, uh, right, right. So, well, you know so, what, what, yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, my, my point is, that you really can learn to do these things because all of these uh, particular traits, you know, in the in the third stage, I talked about the first two stages. In the third stage, uh, which is uh, childhood, we we learn a bunch of rules. For example, that some of which work, some of which don't work, and and people who are governed by unworkable rules that get to be cliches or even stereotypes and prejudices uh, wind up learning how to step out of their comfort zone, uh, something that they would never think to do. But until you do, 
you're not going to get to your uniqueness. Right. Um, what what I what I want to know is, is what you talk about the shortest path to your highest potential. What is the shortest path? Well, the shortest path is to recognize the hook, and unlike what what has has become part of the folklore, for example, with certain kinds of therapy, where you need to where you need to to um, move. Uh, you know, from here to here to here to here to here. Uh, when you remove a hook to one of the stages, uh, you you land in what we call the target stage. And that's where you are governed by your passion and your uniqueness, you know, for that particular area of your life. Uh, so it's a very, very short-term approach. I've been a short-term therapist my whole career. Uh, even before that was uh, not a popular way of doing therapy. You know, I was one of the the people who did uh, cognitive behavioral therapy when when it uh, when 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 a lot of the luminaries in the field questioned uh, the validity of something. You know, uh, they said, "Jesus is too simplistic." Uh, now, of course, cognitive behavioral therapy is the state of the art, and and stage climbing is uh, very grounded in cognitive behavioral therapy, but it, it, is, uh, it, it is something that is so user-friendly that if you follow the step-by-step approach, you really don't need a therapist to uh, help you do a lot of the things that you would think you would need a therapist or a coach to do. Exactly. I like, I like the sound of that. So it sounds like that anybody could make these dramatic changes and or, you know, that it would be available to anybody, right? Exactly. Exactly. And by the way, you can go to stageclimbing.com and um, download uh, what I call a calibration chart where you can read about the, the seven stages and see where you are kind of in any aspect of your life. Uh, just well, go to stageclimbing, one word, dot com. And and uh, you'll uh, you, you'll get that. And I have a blog there which uh, I contribute to uh, every week. And it is uh, it it talks about uh, different applications that you know that we've developed since uh, since the book has come out. And uh, next week I actually just completed a blog on. Um, on on the challenges of retirement oh, and cool. of people who retire, and I think that it is a uh, it, if you've never looked at yourself before this, when you're getting ready to retire, that is the time to uh, do certainly the important stuff that you do. But in addition to that, you've got to start looking at yourself. You know, I, I have um, I I have been witness to so many uh, very sad stories of people who looked forward to retiring. Uh, they could tell you when they were 35 years old how many days it would be till they retired. You ever meet people like that? You know? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, right. You know, they could they, they could literally tell you how many days and right. and 
uh, you know, if you ask them, you say, well, listen, if you don't like your work so much, why do you do it? And they say, well, work, work. You do it to make a living. Uh, sure, I don't want to work. Uh, but I get a I get a great pension in uh, uh, 19 years and four days or in uh, whatever it is. Okay. Right. And yeah. and 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 then they retire and they have a uh, great couple of weeks. You know, if they're lucky, they have a little retirement party and uh, uh, somebody gives them uh, uh, the it used to be a gold watch. I don't right. know what they give them now. Uh, yeah. But they give them, uh, and 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 then um, uh, the first couple of weeks are, you know, kind of feel like you hit the lottery, and then it starts very slowly going downhill, because even if you didn't like your work, you're still, you're still, uh, it, it, it was still a purpose, and right. it was still something that um, uh, that that put you in the role of being significant and and so forth and 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 that would 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 then um, uh, morph into a depression and to a point where there have been uh, there have been studies that have shown that the biggest year to die is the is the first year of retirement that is a great point, and just hold it, hold it right there. I want to tune everybody in. For those of you that just joined us, you're listening to Ready, Set, Retire. My name is Chris Miller, and my special guest is Dr. Michael Broder, and he is sharing with us some amazing information here about stage climbing and um so everybody, you really need to dial this in. Michael, before we go on a little farther, tell everybody again how they can get this calibration, um, this free download you have on your website, where they can go, and how they can contact you. Okay, simply go to stageclimbing.com, and you'll get the calibration chart. Uh, I have a website, which is... Um, michaelbroder.com or drmichaelbroder.com it's easier just dial just uh, type in michaelbroder.com uh m i c h a e l b r o d e r one word.com and uh that's my personal website and uh you can get contact information there uh but uh, the book uh and the book of course is available on on Amazon uh in both Kindle and print uh, forms and it it um, uh, will give you it will give you uh, the 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 strategies you need if you want to see what those calibrations are and you want a little bit of the uh, uh, a little bit more information on on the book stageclimbing.com has it and once you get the book you can go into a free membership site where I have uh, resources. For virtually uh, every challenge in dealing with these uh, various uh, uh, hooks at the at, at, at the uh, uh, the stages leading up to where you want to be, which is what I call the target stage. Well, this is this is great stuff, and this book is you've got a lot of accolades from Deepak Chopra, Stephen Covey, Mark Victor. Victor Hansen. I mean, you can't get any better than that. You've got to get this book. You've got to read it. 
And for those of you who don't know whom I am, I'm Chris Miller. I'm the number one best-selling author of the book, Ready for Pre-Tirement, Three Secrets for Safe Money and a Fabulous Future. We're talking about the mindset you need to have when you retire. Now, I look at retirement as an estate of mind, a mindset you need to have while you're working. You need to enjoy your life while you're working, not wait till you're 65. But what Dr. Michael's talking about is... What was it, Mike? That, that that there's more suicides on the when you become retired. The first no, 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 year? not suicides. Not I wasn't talking about suicides. Okay. Uh, it's uh, no death of natural causes, uh, oh. where where uh, there's just a a kind of low grade depression that that uh, kicks in, and wow. many people uh, believe at that point that. Uh, when you know, when at least I, I get to, I get to meet the ones who who uh, uh, come into uh, uh, the treatment. But you know, they talk about really not feeling uh, uh, fulfilled, not feeling needed, not feeling significant. Right. Uh, like, what do I do now? You know, I look forward to this, and it's it's uh, it's kind of like the retirement parties are all over. Uh, you know, I, I, right. I, I went on my trip. I went on my shopping spree. I uh, right. slept uh, late. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, told told everybody uh, uh, I'm not reading anything anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. I did all the glib stuff. And now, now what? Now what do I do with myself? Right. And, 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 and this is a time... Uh, stage climbing is written for virtually every age, every sex. Uh, there's, uh, uh, you know, when you're dealing on the level of attitudes and beliefs, they they really um, uh, can apply to uh, to everyone, and we all have our own uniqueness in that area. But uh, it's it's not it's not something that's more for men or more for women or, or, or more for old or more for young or anything at all uh, right. like that. Uh, these, uh, these strategies are timeless, and the important thing is that you can identify, you will identify with where you are and be able to pick the strategy, strategies that you need in order to be able to reverse this. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. When it comes to, uh, let's take one of these um, uh, folks who uh, are feeling really un, uh, uh, I guess, you know, it's, there's no great word for it, so I'll use the word unnecessary, uh, where they're, they're, they're coming out of a uh, career and uh, going into retirement, I see this a lot, by the way, with teachers, because um, uh, unlike people in my field, people in my field, uh, uh, we have a, a little advantage where we can just start seeing fewer fewer clients, or we can, uh, uh, for teaching uh, a course here, a course there, we can do less of a course. We could we could take on less, take on more. But if you have a career where Friday. Uh, you know, on Friday afternoon, you're you're still uh, uh, working in a full-time job, and then Monday morning, you're you're finished. The job is over with because you've retired. Uh, that that's where you 
find the most uh, difficulty with this because people don't think about what they're going to do. Uh, they might they might think about busy work. They might think about okay, gee, I'll have time to uh, uh, go to the gym and play cards and do yeah, stuff right. like that. And for some people, uh, maybe that's all all they need. For other people. Uh, they really need to feel as though they're making a contribution, that they're doing things, for example, that they wish that they could have done as part of their as part of their their uh, uh, job, but were not uh, uh, able to do that. Uh, well, just, like a, just, as, just as an example, what I'm seeing a lot of people is they don't have a passion and what i've noticed and this is and maybe you have the answer for this but when i see someone and they're in their midlife and they're and they're just in a depression and because they're passionless they don't have a way or they're not they haven't tuned into how to give back and how do you instill passion in someone that has blocked it or denied that it's even there or doesn't know it's there well but you see it it uh, that's the beauty of this being orga- an organic process. Uh, the passion is there. It is, it is just uh, dormant. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, not being, um, uh, it's not being recognized. It's not being utilized. Uh, it's, it, it's something that we get, we get clues about it. But we very often say, gee, I don't have time for that, or that's ridiculous, you know, who would, uh, uh, what, makes, what makes me think that I could do, I could, I could uh, say mentor, mentor uh, 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 young people in that, or uh, a lot of us develop those tendencies and they are all typical of the lower stages, you know, where we put ourselves down, where where uh, there there are feelings of uh, uh, of inadequacy, feelings that well we we're we're not really going to be able to pull this off anyway, and that's the that's the the uh, piece that needs to be worked on, and that's the piece that you need to recognize. Because it it belongs to other periods in your life uh, when those inadequacies were were kind of normal, and maybe there was some truth to them, but somehow we've just held on to them. Right. You see. Right. So that's good. What happens is when you're when you're able to recognize those hooks and remove them, uh, you start getting more and more. Clues as to just what your your um, uh, calling might be. Right. Well, why do you think uh, people have have roadblocks? I mean, why why do we have all these roadblocks? Well, because for for a number for a number of uh, uh, for a number of reasons uh, that. Uh, have to do that have have to do with uh, uh, some of them have to do with trauma. Uh, others have to do with the fact that that they they were they were the normal and we never recognized them. 
so they kind of became part of our character. Okay, people who who uh, have dependency issues, for example, or uh, are very much uh, concerned with what other people think of them to the extent that that they're afraid to show any uniqueness, which is very normal around adolescence. Adolescence is about uh, is about taking your uniqueness, you know, rolling your uniqueness out and being accepted for it. But rejection in adolescence can very often make you gun-shy uh, to do that later on because it's not a... a uh, uh, it's not something that you uh, dealt with uh, uh, adequately at the time. So what needs to happen is that you see how you're holding yourself back, and as you do that, and this is the uh, part that is going to require a little bit of a leap of faith, at least for today, but as you, as, as you do that, uh, you start getting more and more clues as to what this is all for. Right. Did you see what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And then and then uh and then it starts to uh make sense to you mm-hmm. uh what it is that that you're here for. What contribution so, it is that you want to make. Right. And there are two target stages <laughs> Excuse me, by the way, two target stages. Uh, one is uh, uh, stage six, and that is where you're doing your, your your passion is really directing you toward your own fulfillment. The other is where your passion is directing you out of yourself. And that's a very significant um, uh, that's a very significant shift to make uh, because believe it or not, we can get burn out on our own uh, self um, uh, on our own self gratification. Right. And when that happens, and when that happens, that that is where uh, it becomes more important to reach out and accomplish a mission that benefits others more than it might benefit you directly, at least uh, at the beginning, but on, on the, on the level of your, uh, of your, of of your soul, on the level of uh, your purpose, it certainly benefits you and you'll get to see that very quickly. That is, I thought, I find that really fascinating. I've even uh, noticed that in, within my own growth of, you know, at a certain point, it changed from it's all about me. Now it's I really get more fulfillment helping others and giving back. There's a, really a quantum leap there that happens. Uh, you, you, it's fascinating because, you know, you talk about the path to your highest potential is a natural and organic one. Maybe you could unfold that a little bit for us. Maybe, maybe, uh, can you say that again, guys? The, that the, the, your path to your highest potential is natural and an organic one. Yes. That's what you talk about a lot. Maybe you could yes. explain that a little bit to everybody so they could see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, the, 
the one one thing that makes human beings uh, stand out from all other all other every other uh, uh, creature ever created is the fact that we all want different things. Uh, there are no two no two humans who have the same desires. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, 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 foxes and bears and um, uh, you know and and and, and other animals. Uh, pretty much want the same thing, uh, eat the same foods, uh, do the same things for for recreation, uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, uh, and and uh, th there's an interchangeability uh, among them. You know, it's not true with all animals with every aspect of their lives, but for the most part, it is. With humans, with humans, we have. Uh, such a myriad of different uh, talents and strengths and weaknesses uh, that we're born with. And that is what has enabled us to create the world that we uh, create. So, I mean, if we were, uh, if all humans were, were, were engineers, uh, we might have a lot of, uh, or architects, I should say, we, we, we might have a lot of buildings uh, but we wouldn't uh, have music, okay? Yeah. Um, uh, there is, uh, so you understand uh, what I'm saying here. Now, for many, many reasons throughout life, we wind up turning a deaf ear to those strengths, which really are our passions, which really become our passions. Now, the things that we enjoy doing are the things we tend to do best, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, right. Uh, and and uh, uh, vice versa, things we don't enjoy doing, we don't do well at all. I'm a terrible cook, and it doesn't bother me. On the other hand, I know people who uh, uh, would rather be uh, uh, creating something wonderful in the kitchen than doing anything else. Right. Now, uh uh, how did I get to be the way I am and they get to be the way they are? Uh, we don't know. We really don't know that. Uh, you know, there, there are uh, teams of think tanks trying to answer that question, and I've been in this field now 37 years, and, and they're no closer to an answer to that than they were when I got into it. Right. And, probably, and, and they won't crack that code probably in our lifetime. But, but it is a phenomenon. It is a phenomena, and it is uh, it is something that is is certainly uh, uh, true, whether we like it or not. Now, what happens when we cut off access to that zone, uh, the zone that I call your highest potential, where all those talents are? What happens is you pay a price, and when you clear the way, when you clear that path, uh, you, will, you will find it. Now, you might have an idea of what it is, but for one reason or another, you haven't pursued it. You, you, you may, for example, um, uh, by the way, I've seen some incredible things happen with the older people. Uh, I, I had a, uh, a client a couple of years ago get into medical school at the age of 52, Okay. Wow. Yeah. 
something that uh, didn't have an opportunity to do when they were younger, uh, had a, uh, a job where they could retire young, and, and uh, found a way to do that. I can remember when I was, uh, uh, you know, when I was in my youth, if you, didn't, if you weren't in medical school by the time you were 30, you could forget about it. You right. couldn't do it. Okay. Uh, now you, you you can certainly do that. I think people uh, uh, get degrees in my field, psychology. Uh, I had a, a student in graduate program that I teach at who uh, got got her uh, PhD at 68 and and believes she has a 25 year career ahead of her. That's awesome. Okay. So right. there are all kinds of things that you can do uh, later in life that uh, maybe. Those doors weren't open years ago, but they're certainly open now. But first, you have to really know what they are, and you have to give yourself permission to, to go there and, and really determine what that is. And so, so yeah. Is uh, that how you climb to the target stage in your, in your life? Yes. And, that's, and, and, and the way you get to the target stage, uh, the, the final two stages, the one where where you're, you're, you're in enjoyment, and if you're talking about relationships, a stage six relationship is one where uh, you are really there because uh, your partner is the person that really gratifies you. Uh, at stage seven, uh, you're still there. You have all the, the benefits of stage six, but you, you also are there because uh, you... You get off even more on 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 gratifying them, on bringing bringing a joy to their lives. And the definition of true happiness, by the way, is uh, you know when you when you chase happiness for yourself, it usually eludes you. When you when you uh, try to help other people achieve it, that's when somehow it finds its way to you. Exactly, it is so true. So how how is stage climbing to be used as a tool for motivating others, like students or people at work? Or Well, one of the things that I do when I use this as a motivational tool and, and when I talk to uh, uh, executives and other people that are, and teachers and other people who need to motivate uh, uh, others is to uh, show them how to recognize what stage the person they're trying to they're trying to motivate is operating at and once you know that you know what motivates them in fact i have a chart chart to that in the book uh in stage climbing that uh show you for example for example if you're a um, uh if you're if you're a, a manager and you have uh people who operate at stage 1 what motivates them are feelings of security. Um, if you're, if you have people operating at stage three, what motivates them is structure. A uh, stage four, uh, praise, awards, things like that. Uh, stage five, it's money. That stage five, by the way, is the normal stage. And I say normal, you can't see me, but I'm, I'm holding up, um, uh, you know. Uh, quote signs uh, with my fingers, uh, stage, stage uh, four, uh, five is the, the normal stage for adults in our society.
So at stage five, I call that uh, the role juggler. You're really juggling roles uh, between uh, uh, the roles you play at work, the roles you play at home, uh, being a uh, a spouse, a parent, a tennis partner, um, uh, the things that you uh, might do for your uh, church or synagogue. That's another set of roles. But there isn't like a real solid integrity about it. It's not until you get to the higher stages that you rise above your roles. Instead of the roles governing you, right? Uh, the roles, instead of governing you, the, you're in charge of your roles. And you can right. pick the ones that work and the ones that don't work. Right. Exactly. That's, that's a good way to put it. So, you, so you're really in charge and you're doing what you want to do or you're passionate about. Exactly. Um, and at stage five, People who work at stage five are usually working for the perks and the money uh, right. because uh, you're, you're, you go to work in your role as breadwinner. That's your role. Mm-hmm. Now, stage six, uh, you're, the money is still nice. You know, you don't turn around and say, oh, I don't want any money, uh, you know, just uh, here. Right. I'll do it for, for nothing. You know, people think that... Uh, uh, well, gee, well, uh, I don't want, you know, I, I like money. You can still like money, but you're not going to be as motivated. So getting back to our, our manager, uh, when you have stage six uh, people working for you, you want to get out of their way and let them work their magic. Uh, and and um, money isn't going to be as much of a motivator for them as will be the the opportunity for them to uh, be creative and to work their magic. And, of course, at stage seven, at stage seven, it's, it's, it's all about mission and contribution. So uh, people, uh, uh, people, managers all the time who themselves are operating at stage five with the roles uh, can't understand it a lot of times when uh, somebody will uh, – uh, will leave. I had a uh, uh, somebody I was working with recently who who was a very uh, uh, very uh, uh, high level uh, hospital chief of staff is making ton of money, lots and lots of money. Who uh, uh, decided to to uh, go work in a third world country for practically nothing uh, because. Uh, they just weren't feeling gratification, right. and everybody thought they were thought this guy was crazy. Right. But he was crazy. I mean, you know, uh, you really flipped out. And well, okay, you know, when you get over your nervous breakdown, come back and mm-hmm. we'll see what we have for you. Well, he never got rid of his nervous breakdown. You know, he uh, yeah. did not want any part of that rat race that he was in for all those years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he said he wanted to do something that he felt was meaningful, was making an impact. And right. thank God for people like that, because Amen. Yeah. without people, people like that, where, right. where would the world be? Exactly. that, And I see a trend in that now. A lot of people are breaking out, going, wait a minute, I'm done with 8 to 5. I want a passion. I want a way that I can give back to people. And it's it's... A lot of I'm running a lot of multimillionaires are saying, you know, I'm not happy with all this money. I need I need more. I need to give back. So that's, that's right. That's a good trend. That's a really good thing. Michael, we're coming to the close to the end of the time. I'd like you to 
give us a little cherry on the top of everything and then go ahead and tell everybody how they can reach out to you, get your book, and, and get the free download on your site? Well, uh, to get the free download, just go to stageclimbing.com, and it will give you a lot of information about the book. Uh, you can go to stage. You can go to um, uh, Amazon or Barnes and Noble, of course, and, and uh, uh, buy the book there. And you can also uh, you can also go to my personal website, uh, michaelbroder.com, and that will. Uh, uh, I, I have uh, many many other books and audio programs that I've done uh, uh, over the years. By the way. Stage climbing uh, is now in audio version with uh, a lot of additional stuff uh, produced by Nightingale Koenig. And you can get that at my website, uh, drmichaelbroder.com or michaelbroder.com. And, and uh, that is under the, the uh, a different title, Seven Stages of Transformation. So if you go to my website, you can, you can get the... Uh, Get it in audio version, uh, or uh, if you want to drop me an email, I try to respond to every to, to everyone who who does, and 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 that's part of my state seven contribution, I guess. Right, that's amazing that you would do that because, you know, normally the people don't reach out directly. So that's a real gift. Everybody, did you hear that? <laughs> Really? Okay, okay. Well, uh, I I I'll, I'll do it as long as I can. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You better put a you put a little clause in there for sure. Uh, well, it, you know, I I really really appreciate Michael you sharing these great things, and we're just sort of on the surface surface of it, and and hopefully down the road we can drill down a little further into it. And so it's been you know, great to be with you. It's it's great to be with you, too. And, and I want to let everybody else know, my name is Chris Miller, and I'm the author of the book, Ready for Pre-Retirement. It's a number one bestseller. I talk about three secrets for safe money and a fabulous future. And you can reach out to me at Chris, K-R-I-S, at Ready for Pre-Retirement. And that's R-E-A-D-Y-F-O-R-P-R-E-T-I-R-E-M-E-N-T.com. And grab my free article on my website, which is Ready for Pre-Retirement, uh, The Myths of Financial Planning. Uh, Dr. Michael, it's been a real pleasure to have you on our show today. And Thank you. And, and, and by the way, remember, I, will be, uh, I am writing, developing a, um, uh, a blog that will be in next Tuesday on stageclimbing.com about retiring. Well, we definitely, in fact, I'll, I'll have to get a link to that and post it out on my blog, too, and pass, pass, okay. it, around, pass it around for you. That'd be great. Thanks my, so much. All right, Michael. You have a beautiful day. And you, too. Thank you. Out you can't take the curve at 85 My whole life flashed before my eyes I braced myself to leave this world behind As a million questions raced across my mind Did I live? Did I love? 
Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? From that moment I became a brand new me With the golden ticket to a better destiny And I told my heart there'll never come a day When I'd have to search inside of me and say Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? can be a voice of inspiration and my story finds you well cause when the curtain falls there ain't no second chances and you don't want to ask yourself did I live did I love did I matter to someone did I give everything I had to give did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? Did I matter? Did I matter?